Modern. As always, it's me, Sean. I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Aaron. Ahoy. And we're just going to dive right into our uh, recommendation from me this time. Uh, it was Galaxy Quest, uh, starring Tim Allen. And... Oh, I watched First Contact again. Oh, no. Damn it! This happens That's every time. That's on sale on Voodoo. This happens every single time. <laughs> so, basically, the synopsis of this movie... <clears throat> excuse me. Is, uh... A, it's a Star Trek-esque show, and it's the following the actors uh, a period of time after the show's conclusion, and uh, the... Where they currently do what all current yeah, Star they, Trek they, actors they do at conventions. Yeah, they're like making fun of them, like, that's what it's become. Yeah, yeah. that's literally... <laughs> William Shatner is going to be in Pittsburgh two weeks from now doing the same exact yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, Tim Allen is estranged from the rest of his former cast because he was the one that was so successful. And it turns out that... William Shatner. Yes. <laughs> it turns out that an a, a group of aliens... Uh, got the recordings of Galaxy Quest, this old show, and basically uh, formed their entire culture around it, thinking that it was historical texts. Not even just the Galaxy <laughs> Quest show. Yeah. Like, every show. Because yeah. they think there's yeah. a joke about them thinking Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, those poor people. <laughs> those poor people. Uh, but they uh, based their entire culture around uh, Galaxy Quest, and they seek out... Uh, Tim Allen's help because they are being attacked under siege by another alien species and they need the commander's help to survive. So they beam him up to the spaceship and, yeah, and then uh, he, he convinces everybody else to come and save. Uh, I don't even remember what their names are. No. <laughs> no, all our, uh, honest to God, yeah. honest to God, them? I do not know. I, I, and this is so weird because I love this movie. I, can't remember anybody's name except for Sigourney Weaver's actress's name is Gwen. Mm -hmm. I know that, and I remember Saris. Yeah, Saris. I remember that's that it. Too. That's all I remember. Yeah, I don't even remember Tim Allen's name. And Sam Rockwell's character was Guy. Yeah, Guy, Guy Fleetman. Yeah, Guy yeah. Fleetman. <laughs> that's all. That's all I remember. Like, and I love this movie, but that's all I can like call to well, mind. I don't know if I said it when you recommended it last episode. I've never seen this movie. <laughs> oh, you're better off for it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually liked it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I thought you might have, I was better no, off. No, 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 no. You're better off for seeing Yeah, it. okay. Yeah. Um, so, let's not beat around the bush. It's straight up Star, Star Trek. Trek. It's just yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. pretty much the writers were like, oh, we can't get those rights, so... <laughs> it's like a parody. Yeah. I think it's an interesting idea, like... And, and Futurama's done the same thing where it's like, oh, you know, centuries old, like, shows, um, other plans get them and they, like, mm. want to base their life around it. But So there's actually a Star Trek episode about this. Oh, is there? Yeah. Uh, except it takes place in the 40s and it's the original series. And they go to a planet that is, their entire culture, it, culture is, like, 1930s mafia. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, so... This has this concept has been done, yeah. But this is just like if they took Star Trek and like did it, yeah. Like based so their future, entire th yeah. Futuresque. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, and it's funny because we see what the creatures actually look like. They're like squid monsters. Yeah. yeah at the very yeah, whenever all the rest of the, the actors beam aboard the they, ship, they actually look. They're very reminiscent of Daleks from Doctor Who. I thought that 
Is the can like not? The can, it's an out. It's an outer shell. Okay, yeah. so it's like armor. So like, I didn't even know that. They are like squid. They they look pretty much. Thin. They had to build the armor because of their frail, fleshy, frail, yeah. fleshy bodies. Yeah. Um. Uh, Dwight Schrute is one of the aliens. He is. And and the guy from Deadpool. <laughs> That's another thing. This uh cast is pretty stacked with Tim Allen, Sigourney Tony Weaver. Shalhoub. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub, Alan Rickman. Justin Long. Uh, yeah, that's right. Justin Long is the kid who and, helps him. Uh, why can't I think of his name? You just said a Guy Fleegman. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Your favorite yeah, actor. He's one of my favorite actors. So <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's an incredibly stacked cast. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all the characters work. I, the one exception is that Tony Shalhoub's character is like really strange. He's strange, but like, I, I like how strange his character is because like there are like points where. They, like, walk out of something, and they're like, what the fuck? And he's yeah. like, heh. Yeah, neat. he's, like, acting, like, like totally nonchalant about it. Is that it. Jeeves? Is that... Um, but he was the engineer. He's playing Scotty. Oh. Where he'd, yeah. he'd, like, come on the screen. The guy like, plays Jeeves in Men in Black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, he'd, like, come on the screen and be like, uh, they're, they're saying that we need another Beryllium Sphere. <laughs> and they're like, well, do we have another? And he's like... Do we, do we have another? Like, he's just, like, <laughs> completely, like, yeah, like, do we? Whenever no. uh, okay, yeah, all we of the something. other actors get beamed aboard the ship, he's, like, everybody else is like, what just happened? And he's just like, oh, that was wild. Yeah. It's like, what the Thanks fuck? for the ride. Yeah. It, I mean, it makes sense that what, what they do with this character, like, that you kind of have to have that disposition, disposition yeah. for, like, how they pay his character off with him becoming romantically involved with one of the yeah. aliens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just a, like, he has his moment of, like, um, confliction whenever mm. he doesn't want to kill, um, the commander with the teleportation device, <laughs> yeah. because oh, yeah. they teleport that pig, and it fucking inside just, out. like, comes yeah. inside out, they're like, oh, we can't yeah. teleport him, or else <laughs> I'll kill him, Yeah. but, uh, he overcomes his fear, and, uh, yeah. Also, something else that happened in Star Trek, the motion <laughs> picture. When two people get beamed aboard the Enterprise, and then something goes wrong with the transporter room, and they fuse together and get beamed back, and then they're like, "Oh, they're like, did they? Did you receive them?" And they're like, "Whatever it was, didn't live long." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, wow. that's terrifying." Like that would be in one of the newer Star Trek. Yeah, movies. but I was like, when I watched Star Trek: The Motion Picture, I was like. That's horrific. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Did Cronenberg's uh, fly come out before or after that? After. Yeah. Late 80s is when Cronenberg's uh, fly. Cause I mean, Star it's, Trek it's, a simple, it's a simple like idea. Like, if, I mean, teleportation. If two people are going to teleport to the same instance, they're going to like show up inside of each other. And, and that, that had to happen in the story because then Spock became the science officer because these two people were science officers who were beaming aboard and then uh, they got fused and then died so they're like well spock has to come along now and i'm like that's a, kind of a fucked up way to bring spock is the motion back. picture a prequel to the show no oh. after this is like after they've finished their mission with the first enterprise and now okay. they have the enterprise refit that they get called to action on hmm. i never i own all whatever 10 of them yeah, which which they do uh, is another thing that they do uh, at the end of this movie is where they have the the refit of the what what's the ship called? Um, I don't remember. 
<laughs> it, it, I, I want to say like Voyager, but it's not Voyager. I know it's not Voyager. It's it's some something like it, it's, that. It's it's yeah, it's a explorer or something like yeah. that. It's some yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> why why do we all like this movie and can't remember a goddamn thing yeah, about I, it? Thinking about it now, it's a little unforgettable. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like not the film entirely. Just no, like, there's a lot of information. Like, well, yeah, there's a lot to take in. Trying to take it in. Yeah, yeah, I've only ever seen this movie like two or three times. So uh, me too. <laughs> but like, usually my memory is pretty good with like yeah. remembering details about I've it. I've only seen it once, and that was today. <laughs> you watched it today. Well, you would have the best chance of right. recollecting. You know my my. <laughs> Ability to remember shit. <laughs> like what? Like what's Tim Allen? What's the commander's name? Taggart. Taggart's his last name. Yeah, yeah. Taggart. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell. Like his name is like James Tiberius Kirk because when they introduce him, mm-hmm. they introduce him as blank blank Taggart. Can I remember his name? No, of course not. <laughs> and then uh, the Jordy LaForge character is also like a like a one name type of thing. Oh yeah. I I really like uh, Alan Rickman's character where he is just like I used to do Shakespeare on Broadway and now I'm reduced to the Spock clone basically. By grab thaws hammer. It's like do not what a savings. <laughs> yeah, what a savings. <laughs> like whenever the one uh is it, like... his name's like Mocktav or something like that is Alan Rickman's character. Like that I can remember that cuz he's like Spock. He's like Spock mixed with Worf. Yeah, yeah, he's very much uh, just like the alien race uh, character. Um, but whenever the one alien is like, oh, uh, I uh, adopted your culture's um, way of life, so uh, I, I follow that. And he's like, by Graf Tars, and he's like, don't do that, I'm serious. <laughs> Please stop right um, now. So the, <clears throat> they don't have like the TV show character names, just their actors actor name. names okay uh tim allen is jason nesmith jason nesmith yeah okay i remember that now yeah alan rickman is alexander dane yep i wish it had their character name <laughs> their character name <laughs> yeah you could probably find their character oh, i'm sure like i could Wikipedia or something like that. but anyway yeah uh, uh another great scene is whenever um they're like first on board and they're like still recovering from being in space and they have like the replicator basically mm-hmm. that just like creates their favorite food oh yeah. and like commander taggart based on like, the show yeah based on the commander show. taggart's like uh eating like a steak, steak like yeah. a ribeye Iowa steak. fed steak <laughs> and, which is also uh, another star trek reference and uh they're like oh how are you liking your blood leeches from your home planet and it's like and they're alive like, and everything yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like and alexander's like Hmm. <laughs> you, you think he could be like hey i'll have what he's had yeah. <laughs> like, well that's another like they're the these aliens are like so naive it's strange that saris like knows what is happening where he's <clears> like <throat> like whenever they show them that they're actors and they're like making it all up that he has an understanding of what that means because yeah. he's an alien too yeah. So you, it's weird that he kind of knows, like, that they're lying. Mm. And then he basically uh, is, like, he's uh, torturing the one. And he's like, tell him, tell him the truth. And it's like, we, we lied. It's like, but how would he know that? You know? That's, mm. That was just one thing that was a little strange to me. Well, they did show Saris 
the videos. Yeah, and but like, like why knew... would he know that? Because he's an alien too. Yeah, and so like you, you would think that like, I mean, Jesus, it's the this historical... one culture built yeah. this whole world based upon a TV show. Makes you think, how the hell did they figure out like warp capabilities in the ship and like stuff yeah. like that? It's like how, from a from a TV show, yeah, we yeah. can't even do that, and we have like six thousand TV yeah, shows. Yeah, that's true. That. They they do actually like still have like flying like ships yeah. and transportation like this beryllium sphere yeah like they're, they're powering things with it like what what's to say that like we like if we had if that was even real if we had a beryllium sphere we wouldn't be able to power anything with it no so like no. how they're like yeah, oh it's just from the show so we we made it exist <laughs> yeah but then there's like mines that have beryllium spheres there and it's like does it just exist and then they're just like okay well, I guess that works somehow. We have to figure out how that works. <laughs> Clearly, it, it works because the historical texts say it works. But goddammit, how long was it? Like, 20 years in between, like, when the show ended and now? It's like, in 20 years, your people built uh, stuff that would just completely boggle any other race or species. Just like, what? I, I, think, I think what it was, it was trying to say was... That whoever created the show somehow knew knew of like all this stuff. Gene Roddenberry, <laughs> like pretty um, crazy. Cause, cause that's how a lot of creative things are. Like, I don't know. That's probably way too deep in this. <laughs> <laughs> very, very. Not a rabbit hole we need to go down, but like, you know, I, I think like sometimes creative dreams are brought out of the ether I, I don't know how to put mm. it but like it's like tony stark's dad making the design for uh synthesizing vibranium by using the court layout of the world expo somehow knowing that tony would need that <laughs> i don't that's one of my favorite scenes of that no movie. no no it, it, it it's great but it's like how the hell did he know he was going to need vibranium at some point or to synthesize vibranium? Mm. And then he doesn't even need it because Wakanda has a shit ton of Yeah, it. well, he was uh, estranged from his son. So he was just like, uh, he knew that he was brilliant too. So he's just like, I'm just going to like put it in there and I know we'll find it. Because so. it was clearly like a failing of Howard. He couldn't synthesize it because of the limitations of technology at the time and he's like my son is going to have access to that so if i leave a bread trail there he'll be able to do it hmm. it's more of like in my opinion it's more of just like the discovery of it not necessarily a need for it but that's an entirely different discussion yeah. of an entirely different movie well thanks for coming and watching our recommendation of iron man 2 <laughs> it's not as bad as everybody thinks don't let people fool you i don't like mickey Rourke. Anyway, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> hey, I know how we can play it back because Sam Rockwell was in Sam that Rock movie. Yeah, never mind. That wasn't even a tangent. We were just talking Which, about Sam Rockwell. This character is hilarious because he was a extra character actor in the original show, and uh, he died. He like fell in a lava pit or something. Yeah. So whenever they go to space and they're going on their uh, interplanetary mission, he's like freaking out. He's like oh my god, I thought that maybe I was going to be the one that you kept on the ship that died, but now I'm starting to think that maybe I'm the one that comes onto the planet and then dies to show the stakes. It's like, 
this isn't a TV show guy. It's okay. And it's like, what we say? It's like, this is just like episode 85. And he's like, episode 85? That's the episode I died! <laughs> and he's like having like a freaking panic attack thinking that he's going to die on an alien planet. Yeah. But it's, because he's also crucial to the that mission being successful because he's like, he is like a super fan of the show while also being an actor on it. He's like, like they those creatures look cute now, but we're gonna turn around and they're gonna be like bloodthirsty monsters. And he's like spot on with that yeah. assessment. So I think, like I think that that's a great character too. Just like part of me wants to think that uh, Guy's character, like in the show, is a reference to a next gen happening. So I don't know how familiar you guys are with Next Generation Star Not Trek. So. Uh, Denise Crosby's character gets killed in like the first season hmm. and she's a, a crew member she's like there through the entire season and everything and they kill her off by some like muck monster they like find it and it like hits her and then she just fucking dies <laughs> but then she comes back not her she plays another character who's related to her like it's her half sister or something who's part Romulan that's who, so like, weird. comes back as a villain, and I was like, what? That's so weird. I mean, it, it is. It's weird. It's weird as hell, but I was like, what, what's going on here? Like, I got to, like, season five, and she showed up again, and I was like, uh, what? Like, it, it became so obscure, I had to, like, look it up, and it was like, <clears throat> why the hell did they... Why, first, why did they kill her off in the first season? Second, like... For the stakes. To show that uh, main characters can die. I guess, yeah, yeah. but like, and even like at the end of the episode, I was like, still just completely, you know, this episode's like 20 years old now, to almost 30 years old, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, because they have her funeral and everything, and I'm just waiting for her, them to be like, oh, she's fine, we figured out some way to like bring her back, and I'm like, what the hell? Triple blood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I was like, she just died. But it, it kind of, like, reminded me of Sleekman a little bit because he was, like, in the show, died, and then they resurrected yeah, him they, and bring him back, like, as somebody yeah, else. At, at, whenever they uh, have the re... Uh, the sequel yeah. show. Which is kind of funny because that's things that are happening now. Yeah, like... Picard. Ten, ten, yeah, exactly. 10, 25 years ago, you know, there were these shows that are now, like, considered classics. Mm -hmm. And just because of the way that media culture is now we're rebooting and like redoing everything literally so, everything like like literally yesterday uh iCarly trailer dropped yeah like 10 years ago iCarly ended and we're having another iCarly show for whatever reason it's like the exact what? same I'm, I'm gonna, gonna watch that. it no <laughs> why oh yeah With, without uh Jenny Jeanette McCurdy, McCurdy. yeah yeah, yeah. whatever what? For what reason? What? Oh, because Friends did a reunion? They're like, hey, do you remember the beloved? Oh, no, this is a reunion. This yeah, is a full on yeah, show. Yeah, it's a straight up show. Oh, well, that's because nobody's working from that show. That's true. <laughs> when was the last no, time you saw Miranda Cosgrove in something? Uh, what's his name? The, the guy that plays his, her older brother. He, he's Jerry Trainer. Yeah, yeah, he's the voice of, like, he's a no, voice no, no. actor. No, no, no. Jerry, Jerry is successful. Yeah. Jerry Trainer. We knew he was going to be a success when he played Crazy Steve Crazy and Drive. <laughs> but, like, like, you just knew that dude was going to go to do stuff. But, like, everyone else just has not but done he, he, anything. He's coming back. He's on the new yeah. version. I feel like, uh... What the hell's the matter with Miranda Cosgrove doesn't, these doesn't need to act. I feel like she got all of her money from 
the original iteration of iCarly. And Drake and Josh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like she, she doesn't need to work. She, she got Nickelodeon money and probably uh, settlement money from Dan Schneider. <laughs> That's a t- that's a discussion that we can table for later, though. <laughs> but yeah, so they the uh, re- uh, resurrection of the show they recast him as the uh, security officer. Yeah, which is funny because while they're on the planet, um, guys ha- having this meltdown, he's like, "Oh, I- I'm the character that's supposed to be sacrificed," and Tony Shalhoub's like. Maybe you're not the sacrifice. Maybe maybe you're the plucky comic relief. Plucky? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> just, like oh, just trying to like soothe them. Yeah. You're the plucky comic relief. Plucky. <laughs> I like um it's pretty well tightly written too, with uh uh Justin Long being like a super fan of the show mm-hmm. and then running into a very technical super yeah. fan. Where he, yeah, he's like, oh, he's like a total nerd at a con that would like walk up to, which is like, I don't know why uh, they would think that it's the equivalent of somebody walking up to William Shatner and being like, so the uh, Enterprise is structured like this. I was just wondering, uh, you know, like a technical question. It's like, why are you asking the main actor? Like, why are you asking the actor? Yeah, you you'd want to ask like a writer, or concept something. artist, or a writer, or something like somebody who had some kind of engineering <laughs> mindset when I they mean, were designing we're it. We're poking fun at that, but I'm sure that oh, happened. Oh, I guarantee no, no. you it <laughs> happened. No, no, it's just happened. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so he is, like, asking, like, technical questions about the ship, and then this is whenever he's, like, having his break because he overhears all of his co-stars basically shitting on him. Yeah. So he's like, it's not real! And he runs off, and they uh, run into each other, and they swap communicators. Mm-hmm. And then, uh... At the end of the film, they need his help because they have to go uh, stop the ship from blowing up underneath the Omega-13. And he's just like, you gotta give me the specs of the ship. It's all real. And he's like, oh my god, I knew it was real. (laughs) Which is like so damaging to me. Where they're like, oh, he literally told this kid that this is all real. I mean, it technically is all real, but like... In that world, yeah. I don't know. Just being like, it's real. (laughs) It's like telling... A fucking teenager that Santa's real. <laughs> and then he being is. like, yes, I knew it. He is. His name is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I really like that aspect. Because it, it like, it's like, oh, there's no need for that character, but they brought him back. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, yeah. And I said this upon watching it uh, two weeks ago. That um, I was like, this is tight, tightly written. Mm-hmm. It was like everything in this movie is very tightly written. I thought the the swapping of the communicator was gonna be like a a bigger problem, not Turned not so, not so much a solution, <laughs> but like a problem. But, yeah, and it leads you to think that way, which is cool because you're like, oh, that's gonna be that, and then it comes back and it's like, oh, it's not like it's that. Actually, is the reason. Yeah, because I thought he was gonna try saved. to communicate with the aliens, and he was just gonna look like a an absolute idiot like yeah. which he does for a minute but yeah. then the aliens show back up and mm-hmm. then it's fine and i'm like oh that's that gonna be a problem too. whenever he shows up drunk thinking like he thinks it's like some job or like a favor to these like cosplayers or whatever <laughs> yeah. he's like uh, fire all missiles and then they're like 
And then they do, they do, like, fucking blow up Saris' ship. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got him for you. And they're like, thank you, Commander. You saved our lives. <laughs> and then he, like, gets shot back to Earth. <laughs> and then even they're hesitant, because they're like, are you sure that Saris will not exact his revenge? And he's like, oh, no, I gave him both barrels. Both <laughs> barrels. <laughs> and then uh, Saris shows back up with an eye patch and, like, a, like a sling on his arm or something. Which I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, that is a fucking scary creature, too. And, and, like, it's all practical, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it still looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That, that's one thing I think is, is missing from sci-fi Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, practical nowadays... effects are mm-hmm. peak. Yeah. They, they started to bring it back around 2015 with Star Wars... Well, yes, yeah. because I think there was an outcry. Because it would look at that completely point. weird if, if Star yeah. Wars didn't do it. <laughs> like, people, well, even then, they at times, they still lean into the CGI. I mean, they do, too but... Much. But at yeah. that point, it was, like, after the first Star Trek and, like, other sci-fi movies, and everyone's like, just bring back more practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that Saris would have looked intimidating as a giant CGI monster, but him just being, like, a, a giant in a suit yeah. with, like fucking crab claws like that's scary man like he he, yeah it obviously this is apples and oranges but like i was thinking of like goro in the first oh, yeah. combat like i don't that's where my brain went that's and I'm like, exactly what i was thinking of too. But, but like um i can't remember his name already uh saris saris uh he looks Obviously, way better. Yeah. But, like, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, I love the uh, use of the Omega-13, because, um, like, even the people that created it, they're like, we don't know what it does. And and they, like, ask him, they're like, like, that's the entire point of Saris attacking these ships, because they're like, give us the Omega-13. Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't know what it does. And, he, and he's, like, telling Taggart, he's like, tell me what it does. He's like, I don't know what it does. So whenever he asks Justin Long character, he's like, what What does the Omega-13 do anyway? And it's like, well, uh, nobody really knows, but there's a speculation that it's a time displacement device. <laughs> and uh, I, it's like... Uh, Turns back time for like 13, 15, 13, 13 seconds. 13 seconds. Which is oddly specific. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's like, that's such a inconsequential amount of time. Like, why does it make any sense? And Tim Allen's like, well, it's enough time to fix a mistake. So, and then that obviously comes back during the climax of the film where, uh, Saris... But why does Tim Allen remember? I'll tell you what, there's a Star Trek episode about this. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) Uh, so number one, the Omega-13 is, to me, it seems like a reference to Wrath of Khan where they have the Genesis capsule and Khan wants it. Hmm. Not knowing really what it does, he just knows it's a, it could be used as a weapon, so he wants it so there's that but then there is an episode of star trek next generation called cause and effect i think is what it's called i'm pretty sure that's what it is um you can dub it over if i get it wrong <laughs> just like put it in a different title in there yeah, but uh, i'll just like sit speak over yeah voice. <laughs> um so uh they end up like uh, they're traveling through and they get they meet like a distortion that's like the opening of a wormhole and the wormhole opens but they're like um, their engines shut down and start malfunctioning 
So the wormhole opens and another Starfleet ship comes out of it and they can't move out of the way. So they, what did they do? They did something where they ejected the warp core so that they could move out of the way and it just ended up backfiring and exploded and killed both the ships. So they get caught in a temporal causality loop. Hmm. And every time something different happens, but they, ultimately they end up dying. And they start realizing that they're living this day over and over and over again for like seven days, I think is how long it goes for. Hmm. That, But they don't know it. They just know that something's odd. But Data is the one who uh, sends himself a message in the loop. And it's the number three. And because there's like card, like they're playing cards and he is drawing like threes like on almost everyone. So he like takes that into consideration so when the next time they're in the loop Riker gives the suggestion to decompress the shuttle bay that could push them ahead just enough to where their ship won't hit and everybody's giving like their suggestions and Data like turns and looks at Riker and Riker's insignias like the little they're like pins he has three pins so he does Riker's and hits decompresses the shuttle bay because they were going to eject the warp core or something and he stops and does, decompresses the shuttle bay and they move ahead and break the loop hmm. but the other starfleet uh captain was in that loop for like 70 80 years oh my God. and they didn't know it because they asked him what and it was kelsey Grammer was the other oh, okay. captain and he did they age in that time no they did not okay. well how would they be stuck if they aren't dying continually with the uh with their ship they are okay. they are but they don't they don't realize it so uh they ask him like what star date it was and he's like oh he's like it's 20 21 se-, like because they're in 22 like mm-hmm. whatever and he's like oh it's 2176 or something like that and he's like you should probably be aboard because we need to talk <laughs> but no yeah like i think that was like yeah. partially that type of thing like this seemed like a huge star trek fan wrote this and was like hey i'm gonna shoehorn in all these brilliant brilliant episodes yeah and some people will get the reference and some people i could be completely wrong yeah no but i mean it just seems like he he's the only one that remembers what happened originally yeah before you know he told him to activate the Maybe that's part of the Omega. Well, he's the one that activated the Omega thirteen, so maybe that gives him. Well, he, he told the alien or. Something. Oh right, he did. Like didn't he? he didn't physically do it himself, so like why? Well, he did. He he hit the plunger. Oh. I think right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe know. that gives him the agency. There, there could yeah, be maybe. some movie bullshit where he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Yeah. Like, Which it that gives, gives you your memory. Just in the moment, I thought it was weird. I was yeah. like, "Why does he remember?" <laughs> that would have been crazy. Like your friend, like walks onto the bridge and then he just goes like <laughs> like shoots them but he doesn't even kill them because uh they have to vaporize them after they crash land which is convenient by the way that they crash land in the yeah, convention center yeah oh they killed a couple people oh, there you know they certainly. killed a couple people there which uh that one scene is great where justin long's like uh, we gotta go shoot the fireworks off t- as a landing strip and then he runs off and the dad just like looks over at the mom disappointing and she's like well at least he's going outside <laughs> which is just like a total dig at uh, nerds like us <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we, we don't go outside and he just like 
Shakes his paper. Shakes his head. Sorry to disappoint you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, my dad was always angry because I was on the Game Boy. I'm like, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> should try it. <laughs> you should try it sometime. Um, but yeah, there's no... I, I, w- I wish that they could make a sequel now. I, I said that they probably could have, like, five or ten years ago. But yeah. now that Alan Rickman has passed, I don't know how I right. would feel about a sequel. Yeah. Uh, if they do decide to make one, I'm sure that they could figure out a way to make it work. But uh, I'd probably be some sort of... In the show, like... In the movie, it would be some sort of tribute to yeah. to him or something. Which would be funny because uh, was, like, rebooting shows, like, a thing back in, like, the 90s when this came out? I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. But but it would be weird now because it it's now. like, oh, this is a movie about a rebooted show 20 years after its reboot. So they would be, like, a super old. Re- it would be, like, it would be almost like Picard now, except uh, TNG wasn't rebooted. After ten years, no, no, <laughs> well, no. it'd be like the original Star Trek team coming oh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It would be more like that. Half yeah. of them are dead anyway. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, re- like comparatively. Could you imagine? Be... Could you imagine if they did a Star Trek with the original cast? Well, I think you could get away with it if Leonard Nimoy was alive. But like, I yeah. feel like DeForest the... Kelly though, and James Doohan. I guess. Like <laughs> those are the, well. It's not like they're just like yeah, but they're like normies, like like me, like yeah. Like, I don't know anything. We, about Star we Trek. only we only care about uh, William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy because they're the two biggest characters of the show. I, I wouldn't say only care. Well, yeah, I only, only know. <laughs> they, they they should do like a, a Days of Future Past, like how they had McAvoy and like Picard, like do do it with the older. Which they kind of did. They kind of did. But you could do it with Chris Pine, Shatner, and like... Because that is that... Because uh, Spock even gives them the picture Mm -hmm. that it is them from the Enterprise uh, A, I think. One from Wrath of Khan. But they're all in their red uniforms and everything. And it's Shatner, Mm. DeForest Kelly, Nichelle Nichols, uh, Leonard Nimoy. Like, it's, it's them. That's my favorite plot point about that new Star Trek movie is like... I don't understand why only Leonard Nimoy was the one to escape. Well, Spock, I should say, only Spock was the one to escape to the separate t- or the second timeline. Because he ended up in the wormhole with Nero's ship. Yeah, he he ended up there inadvertently. Oh, okay. Because he ejected the core, the what the hell was it? The antimatter or whatever that was supposed to suck up the sun that was going to destroy Romulus and all that. And then he ended up getting sucked in with Nero's ship. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember now. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, and then died in current, well, not current time, future current time, yeah. Future like, current time. Past time, yeah. right? He was, in, he was in the past. Yeah, he was in the, the past. Yeah. Um, Just talked to his younger self. Yeah. And then great. even though he couldn't change history, he literally told the younger Spock about how much of a bastard Khan is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, we have anything else to really say about this? It's great. It is just great. It was fun. It's, it's, uh, it's tightly written. It's well written. It's uh, a nice tribute homage to Star Trek. Like all Star Trek. Basically. There's a documentary about it. Yeah, I wish I would have watched that film. too. Mm-hmm. Oh. On Amazon. It's free. Oh. Okay. It's called Never Give Up, Never Surrender. Did, um, did like Kirk have any 
like, uh, what do you call it? Catchphrases like that? Um, like, because Spock has live long and prosper. Right. But. Take us out, Mike. I guess that I guess Might that the never own. give up, never surrender could did, be did the actually say beam me up. Yeah, Scotty, beam me up. Yeah, to, well, they say they're like two for beam up or like you know. Yeah. Um, because I know it, that's said a lot. I don't know if it's. I a mean, Picard is you know make it so number one. Yeah, that's his whole thing. I don't think that Kirk See, really the, has. The little bit of Star Trek that I've seen is, like, I used to watch Next Generation. I don't remember shit about it. <laughs> oh, so I was, many like, I was a kid. There's so many episodes, though. Oh, it's, yeah. like, hard to... It's hard to... Like, I can remember, like, standout, standout episodes, but I'm just, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, if somebody's, like, remember that episode in uh, episode 187? I'm, like, no. It's I have of, no idea what you're talking it's about. It's kind of crazy how much of a cultural phenomenon Star Trek is where you have people like that where they can, like, pinpoint the, like, the episode, episode number... Or... Like, oh, season two, episode ten, this happens, and this is... I mean, the it's easier with, like, shorter Yeah, shows. those are, like, long-running shows. Oh, those are, yeah. Like, yeah. like it, it's a real testament to uh, Star Trek as a show, to yeah. uh, just, like, that there are fans like that. Yes, there are. <laughs> I'm not one of them, but... I... <laughs> I, I know enough to get me by in a Star Trek trivia <laughs> trivia challenge. <laughs> Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's time to rate it. It is. I want you guys to go first. Yep. <laughs> All right, do we rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first? <laughs> Fire. <laughs> That's a friend's reference. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to give it... Like, it's not obviously a, a fantastic movie like it's not gonna how dare you change the world um but I'm, I'm gonna go seven out of ten it's it's obviously above average but not in that i think seven and like above seven is like like awesome so i think seven is a good place for it i am gonna go with eight out of ten 8 out of 10. Uh, I commend this movie for its tight writing, uh, its comedic deliveries, uh, cast, fantastic. Mm. Um, there's never really any boring parts to this movie. Uh, it's fast-paced. It's good. got good action. The visual effects are a little bit dated, but, uh, you know, this was the early 2000s, so you really can't... But there's not a lot of visual effects, really. No, but, like... The rock monster and, like, the Omega-13. The the little... Yeah, the little children creatures are a bit dated. I didn't think those were too bad. Oh, it looked terrible to me. (laughs) But anyway. But anyway. (laughs) They're, uh, Ray Sith Teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Shark Ray. Um, but yeah, I... Yeah. I, I enjoy this movie a lot. Uh, I wish I could remember more details and specifics about it, but so, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to second the 8 out of 10. Uh, I, like I said, I a part of me used to think I watched this a lot when I was a kid. I just can't remember. Hmm. But uh, I, I knew it was one of my favorite movies when I was younger. And uh, going back and watching now, it still holds up mm-hmm. uh, for being uh, 20-some years old. Uh, yeah. Everything Aaron said soundtrack is great we didn't really get into that but it was really good very sci-fi star trek-esque <clears throat> just a great homage to star trek in general which yeah. i'm not even the biggest fan of but i really enjoyed it yeah neither am i 
Well, there we had it. One recommendation down and another one on the deck coming from Mike over Literally here. on the deck. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was fitting. No trilogies, no trilogies, no trilogies, no trilogies. <laughs> it could be. No trilogies, no trilogies, no trilogies. So, uh, 2009 Star Trek. All right. Oh, awesome. <laughs> cool. It was funny because yeah. after Aaron and I had finished watching, uh, galaxy quest i was like man i just want to watch the new star that's Trek literally now. what i i was sitting there I'm like i was going through voodoo because i'm like i don't know what the hell to pick and i i own all three of them on blu-ray but i saw it on there and i'm like yeah we're not going for a trilogy but <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah we're just gonna do the first one <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't mind watching Into Darkness too because that one's my favorite. But I would actually do a two part if we want to do a two part. Let's do it, it until it evolves into a trilogy. <laughs> All right, there you we're go. Actually, we might as well do three. Damn it! We're actually just watching motion picture up to current we're, gonna, we're, gonna have a we're skipping the tv video. shows we're just doing all the movies yeah i thought about doing the, the original motion picture but it's 14 movies i know well that's, yeah, a, that's a subplot in the future <laughs> that's a subplot. uh if you don't want to be spoiled for 2009 Star Trek, make sure to watch before next episode. I thought you were going to say 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. I was going to be like, well, that too, I guess. <laughs> we will be having a spoiler discussion about it. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and discussion about Galaxy Quest. We sure enjoyed having it. And, uh, yeah, like and subscribe. Let us know what you thought down below. And uh, never forget, never surrender. Never give up, never surrender. To infinity and beyond. By Grab Thar's hammer. <laughs> what a show. <laughs>